Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitten and I'm stood outside Old Trafford. It's an hour before the game against Swansea City. It's the first game of 2016. I hope to God that it's better than the last one for 2015, which was atrocious. The worst December in Manchester United's entire 137-year history. Nowhere near good enough. It can't go on. The team can't stop losing. Um, I understand that words have been had between the players and the manager uh, that the players have got more freedom certainly had that against Chelsea uh, in an encouraging first half however the team have not yet scored uh, I've been surprised by the contrast inside Old Trafford to what I see online in terms of fans are refusing to hound Van Gaal uh, that may change of course because the team cannot carry on not winning but I saw him get applauded to the bench before the Chelsea match and then I look online and I know that everyone doesn't agree with this and I just see this wall of, of abuse I heard Van Hal's red and white army chants before the Chelsea game and in the first half as well I've also heard some boos at several matches not that many um, and maybe that's to the credit of United fans that are sticking by the manager when actually I think a lot of them would like to see him changed um, or maybe they just don't want to hound him out in person when they're at, at the game. I think there's similarities with David Moyes' situation. I'm stood on Samat Busby Way. I'm with Sam Hewson. Sam is a footballer from Bolton. Played, played at United from the ages of 8 to 20, if I'm not mistaken. Sam became... He's saying 21. Uh, Sam um, became reserve team captain. Played in the team which reached the FA Cup youth... Cup final in 2007 against Liverpool Sam was faced with taking a penalty away at Anfield in front of the cop in front of 21,000 people what happened next Sam? Um, build up a picture well it was if I remember right it was 1-1 at the time and then I got the penalty in front of the cop end they was all booing me I had a lot of pressure on me but Anyway, I stepped up, put the penalty away and ran, ran past the fans who were booing me, touching, touching United badge. So that was a good feeling. Is that the highlight of your career? One off? Yeah, especially when it was on, it was on Sky as well. So it was good for all my friends and family to see me do that. So, yeah, it was a, really, it was a big highlight for me. You were also named in the first team squad for a Champions League match away at Roma in 2007. Um, that must have yeah. been a buzz for a young yeah, lad from it was, Bolton. It was brilliant. It was... Um, four or five of the young lads who we've grew up together to get into the squad so yeah it was as soon as I see my name and I knew I had a chance of being in the squad I was really excited I couldn't wait to tell my family and friends and it was a great experience to be with the first team You've done an interview in the New United where you stand where you've talked in a lot of depth about your time at United and I've had quite a bit of feedback from readers in Ireland saying that they were pleased that Roy Keane was good with you when you were a young lad Yeah yeah Roy Keane was really good with us he, although he was strict and he wanted we wanted the best he just he knew what it was like being a young lad at a big club so yeah he really helped he gave us a bit of advice and he spoke to us around the change room and that which really helped the young lads because he was a bit nervous going up to Roy Keane the legend so yeah it was really good What was he saying to you? No, he was just talking to you, basically with more banter as well. He was just treat you like one of the lads, but obviously he wanted to make sure that you kept the discipline for the club, so he kind of instilled that into you straight away by... Like even when even when playing just five-side games, you used to scream at the young lads, and I was only 15, but... And he's hammering you. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's just part of it, and yeah, it was really good to play with him and train with him, at least. Yeah. Um, you're United for, what, 
13 years that's yeah. a huge chunk of your adult life yeah. you've not been to a game for a long time this is the first time that you're back since yeah, this, this is first time in five years I think yeah. right. so thanks How's for it? the ticket yeah. that's a pleasure well, we, we've treated you to a ticket I should explain to listeners on behalf of United We Stand yeah. so they've treated you to your ticket yeah. you, you thank sat, you very much for that your pleasure um, you sat behind the goal you're surrounded by all the hooligans so if it kicks off you'll be expected to fight <laughs> 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 um, you were some good people but, but um, behind the net I do apologise in advance if it's another nil-nil because it hasn't been the best yeah. this season but how do you feel coming back here is it sort of mixed memories did you ever feel that you were going to make it when you came here um, at one point when I was 16, 17 I thought yes I've got a really I've got a really good chance so it's a strange feeling to come back but although it's good it's good to see it all again and see how it's changed and stuff so yeah I'm really excited most people don't play on the pitch at Old Trafford you played on it many times yep it's it like it was brilliant, actually. I it was to good. Play on that pitch. Yeah, I know. It was strange because it was it was only young then, but to go out on that pitch with all them good players have played and legends have played, it was uh, it was brilliant. And also to score at Old Trafford was brilliant in front of the fans because we had quite a lot of fans in the Youth Cup, so it was brilliant. Yeah, it was good. you're now playing professional football still. You're in you're in Iceland. Your yeah. life's been over there for four or five years now. Yeah. Um, your girlfriend's Icelandic. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. And um, you played with some belting players in youth team football. Gerard Piquet yeah, yeah. wait yep. here two minutes Gerard Piquet Giuseppe Rossi yeah. um, Fabian Brandy yeah I've seen him last night actually yeah. Fabian um, there what Danny Welbeck yeah James Chester yeah cleverly um, like you said um, Danny Drinkwater playing at Leicester Mike James yeah yeah, I played with quite a lot of players. Lot of them have, have made it at the top. Yeah, level. they all make Corey Evans, Johnny Evans, they're, yeah. all, they're all making a good living now and, and doing really well. So you pleased, pleased for them? I'm really pleased for them, yeah. And they're that, all good lads, they're all my friends, so you yeah. can't cannot be pleased for them. And how do you feel about your, where your own careers were at how? Mixed feelings or yeah. you've had ups and downs but you're still a professional footballer? Yeah, I've had mixed feelings and yeah, my football I didn't, it's not gone the way that I wanted to in England especially, but sometimes I just I needed time to get away and carry on playing and like I say, I'm still playing football and enjoying my football, so that's all that matters, I think. How old are you now, Sam? Just turned 27, so... Tell us about um, PK. I remember you telling me a little story which listeners are quite like. He once, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he once dropped you off at the train station. Well, no, it was. We were playing a reserve game, and I remember I was only a young lad, so I couldn't drive then, so I was playing for the reserve team. And then I come, come to the end of the game, and I needed a lift, so the manager at the time, I think it was Brian McClure, he was like, can anyone give him a lift? Anyway, PK said, yeah, of course, I'll give you a lift. Back to Sale, where we was in Diggs. So anyway, as we are driving in the car, I was thinking, this ain't, this ain't the way to Sale. So he took a detail, I said, PK, where are we going? Anyway, he took it, went to the airport, picked up some Spanish people. Like, I was sat in the back of a little 15-year-old with loads of Spanish. You say Spanish people? This is not how you told me originally. <laughs> he said some beautiful Spanish girls. Well, yeah. Which, given bit. that Gerard PK has gone on to manage Shakira, you, you know, he's not blagging, is he? He's, he's no. a lad who's popular with the opposite sex. Yeah, to be fair, I was sat in the back with two beautiful girls and I didn't know what to say. I was only a 15-year-old lad to get with these women, so... Yeah, it was a good experience. Cherish the memory, mate. Yeah. Prediction today for United against Swansea? Uh, I think United will win 2-0 today. Yeah. yeah, Rooney. I think Rooney will score as well, but he needs to. You played with Rooney quite a bit. Yeah, I played with him, trained with him, top lad. Yeah. Good trainer, and everyone can see his quality. He's just, yeah. I think he's just going through a bit of confidence crisis at the moment. And that happens when you're a player? Yeah, of course it does. I think he'll come back. He just needs one goal, and then he'll, he'll get a few, I think, so... Yeah. So yeah, I think he'll he'll come good again. He's, he's too good not to. But but he's not been decent for most of this season. I mean, we, no, true. Lot... I've watched him sometimes, and I've and I thought 
but I think you can just tell he's no confidence. Yeah. Even his touch, and that's one of his best things, has gone. But I think, yeah, he's gonna. Yeah. His confidence will shine through. Yeah. I mean, his ability will shine through. Confidence and being a footballer is. It's massive. Yeah, I think it is. You can get one of games where you don't even. You can even know how brave you are when you want the ball. It's just sometimes it's hard. You get the ball and things are not coming off, and your head does go down. It's just part of football. Enjoy the game today. We'll see you after the match, Sam. Right, thanks a lot, man. Goal. I'm still stood on Samat Busby Way. I'm with Keith Norris and his two sons. Keith is from Carrick Fergus in Northern Ireland. He's been on the podcast a couple of years ago when we spoke to him in Kyoto, because Keith's wife is from, from Japan. They live in Northern Ireland. He's also the owner of the big lily flag which is a huge red, white and black tricolour which started being seen at games around the turn of the century. I've seen it hung from Carrick Fergus Castle. I've seen it in the Bernabeu. seen it at the training ground in Madrid. Didn't the Real Madrid players see it? I think, what on earth is that about? I laughed at that. I've seen it at Old Trafford. Uh, it was in Brazil. It's been in Japan. Welcome to the podcast again, Keith. Um, you've come here from Madrid. Just, I got into Belfast yes, two days ago and came in uh, came back yesterday again, yeah. Madrid for four days there. Tell me some of the people you spoke to in Madrid. Oh, well, you know one of them pretty well. <laughs> right, okay. I'll, 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 I'll be an investigative journalist here. Did you speak to Cristiano Ronaldo in Madrid? Yes, I was with Cristiano at training ground on the day before the game on Tuesday, Wednesday, sorry. How is that rather talented young footballer? Well, I can assure you, I did give him his traditional Ronaldo 7 United shirts, with one for him and one for Cristiano Jr. And he accepted them very well. And I gave him the big one about, Ronnie, we need you. Come back here and be the legend that, that you can be again. And I mean, he's told me twice before, and it's been in the media, some journalists twisted a wee bit, but it's been in the media, he said, he says, someday in the future, I hope. This yeah. time he says specifically, he says, uh, I will try. And, and I looked on this and I just came running, Viva Ronaldo! And you could just see the old fit. That's a bit of crack, but who knows? I mean, he could come now and play in a series of nil nils. He did say it wouldn't be the end of the season, but then would we still want him at 31? I think Ronaldo at 31 I'd give him a would, couple of years. would be brilliant, yeah. yeah. I mean, at some point, his form is going to dip slightly. I've, I've watched him play live three times this year. Yeah. I saw him score five at Espanyol in September. Yeah. That was probably yeah. his high point. <laughs> Not quite. As good as he's he not was as sharp last as he year. was, he's not just as dynamic as he was. No, I mean, he's a powerhouse, isn't he? But these teams need to come good in March and April and May. And if Madrid were at fault last year, they peaked yep. too early. They peaked in December when they won yep. the World Club Championship. Yep. Two months later, they're getting hammered, yep. having four put past them by Atletico Madrid. Um, I, I think Ronaldo will be good enough to play for Manchester United until he's 35. Because yep. uh, he, he, he physically is perfection, isn't it? Yep. He really looks after himself. Who else do you know at Madrid? I know Marcelo. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I know them all. I don't know yeah, them. As, yeah. I know them all three good friends. I've become friends with them over the years by, yeah. by being there. But uh, Marcelo and Sergio Ramos, we, you know, but because they're, the face fits because I've been introduced to them. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not like I know them, like the big guy yeah. I am. It's, but they're just, when they know you're no threat to them. Yeah. And you don't go chasing them and hounding them. Yeah, yeah. Albeit I do collect shirts, as you know, yeah, and yeah. I do get the odd shirt or two. I did get one off Cristiano the other day. But. Uh, I once investigated your story and I think on one hand I've got your evidence and I saw you with some of the players in the Intercontinental Hotel just south of Rio in 2000 and you're speaking to them and you're getting on well with them but what it really surprised me was um, interviewing a Madrid player years later and saying I was a Manchester United fan they were saying ah oh, I know Keith <laughs> right? and they knew you yeah, they knew you well 
And when Spain played in Northern Ireland, yeah. they made a point of seeing you. Yep. They yep. took Spain shirts to see you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was and, and Raul. It's an amazing relationship. Raul, Hierro, they look after you. Andy, you know the truth how it started. Yeah, I mean, I most guys don't know the truth. What happened was that they couldn't get served in a, in a hotel. Mm. And I went up and I saw the commotion. I said, I don't got Paddy Clear and Tool. And uh, Paddy's on this most time. Paddy and I were sitting having a Diet Coke one evening. And uh, Raul and all the boys started walking in. They couldn't get served. And me being me, I said, oh, What's the commotion? I was sort of not starstruck, but annoyed because I'm in Brazil. Roberta Carlos can't get a, an orange juice or whatever it may be. So I went up and I said, can I help? And he says, we can serve you, we can serve them guys. So here's me, well, give us 40 beers in and whatever the boys are having. Half an hour later, we're me and Raul saying, there's only one Kino. As you know, he's like, using the video on. <laughs> That's brilliant. Whoever Roy Keane knows that Raul was once singing. Roy <laughs> Keane was an absolutely brilliant player. I'll tell you what, actually, see that night, that, that particular night, there was a guy who went up the rap uh, Kino's door to get his autograph. And that I was. I bet you appreciated that. Who was it? Pepper Bolton, Campo, Ivan Campo. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he wanted Keane's autograph. He wanted Keane's autograph. Went, seriously. Went to the hotel room. In Where, Rio. Roy Keane get his autograph. See, I can imagine Keane opening the door if it was a fan, and you, well, you don't know what Roy Keane you're getting, and then seeing Ivan Campo probably being all right about it. But I tell you, Raúl, your mate, his performance against United in the Bernabeu in the three-one. Yeah, he's okay. one of the best individual performances I've ever seen. I think Fergie called him the best player in the world after that game. It, yeah, it was, that was, was Raul at his prime. Yeah, 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 Absolutely yeah. magnificent. And he seems like a decent fella. And he's got five kids. And I mean, I've, I've, since 2000, we met him in Brazil. Yeah. I've been there probably at least every year, once or twice since. I mean, and he was learning English to speak to me, which yeah. is crazy. I mean, yeah, I was yeah. attempting to learn Spanish to speak to them guys. It was just. So your flag's inside Old Trafford today? It's going to be passed around? Yeah, That's the plan? It's, it's, I think it's coming out. I think it's actually because of the rain. I may have just been on the pitch before the match. I don't know yet. But okay. I'll get told here shortly, I imagine. And these are your two boys. What's your name? Alex. How old are you? 13. And which football team do you support? Is that a stupid question, given you're wearing a Manchester United scarf? Yeah. United? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are your favourite players? Uh, Martial and Luke Shaw. What have you made of United this season? They're doing bad, <laughs> quite bad. Do you think they'll improve? Yeah, when we get Mourinho. Mourinho. You think that Van Gaal should be sacked and Jose Mourinho should be brought in? Yeah. What do you think he could do? Just turn it around? Yeah. Well, you made your mind very clear then. <laughs> What's your name, young man? Mark. How old are you? Eleven. What have you made of United this year? They were good at the start of the season, but then... They just got worse. And should Van Gaal be sacked or should he keep his job? Um, he should be sacked. And replaced by? Mourinho. Okay. Very clear about that as well. You play football yourself? Yeah. Who for? Linfield. So you're at Linfield's under 12s? Yes. And you've got a trial coming up? Yeah. Where? In Madrid in May. Okay. For who? Real Madrid. That's not a bad uh, little little thing. So, what position do you play? Centre mid. So, what, you're going to work hard, keep your head down, and yeah. hope for the best? Yeah. But you'd like to be a footballer? Yeah. You play football as well? Yeah. Which team? <laughs> Green Island. Yeah? Yeah. Which team in Ireland? Mm-hmm. Green, oh, I- Green Island. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Green Island is the youth team where Johnny Evans played for. Yeah. And Jimmy Nickel? Hmm? No, just Johnny Evans and Corey Craig, Evans. Yeah. And Craig Cathcart. And Craig Cathcart. Um, tell me about Green Island. Is that one of the best? Does it have one of the best standards? 
No, not really. There's not a it's... good standard. It must have given. A... <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and and um, would you like to be a footballer too? Yeah. Keep working. Okay. Finally, predictions for today's game: United against Swansea. I think United showed great signs and a bit of heart and passion that we all want to see because if they get that the crowd get behind them no matter who's we support the shirts not the club is the bottom line and if they show that I think we're due one I think 3-1 United maybe even do you want Van Gaal out and replaced by Marino as well Keith? I have to be honest Andy I thought it did but as, it, as I saw the performance against Chelsea it probably changed my mind which is very fickle of me to say that but it's the truth what I know of Marino at Madrid I mean he, he terrorised the place he sacked the, the doctor he sacked the chef he sacked legends of the club I mean we don't do that stuff at Old Trafford and you can understand the potential conflict there I don't think it's, it's more Mourinho rather than United albeit that said would he win the league for us this year I would say he would Prediction? 3-1 uh, United Prediction? 2-3-1 or three, one, the United Thanks for your time all of you Enjoy the game Just How much in Japan for two weeks of United did indeed win the game 2-1. Feels good after so many matches without a win. A pretty poor first half, although Louis van Gaal seemed to disagree. But decent goals, evidence of some attacking play that's, that we've not seen enough of in Manchester United matches. And maybe it's what's needed to pick the confidence up off the floor. There was times in the first half where I felt the confidence was ebbing away among the United players. And it was still very nervy and it was still very edgy, but there was decent support for the team. The goal really lifted everybody. And here are the two managers. Firstly, with Swansea's caretaker manager, Alan Curtis. Do you feel we've been unlucky twice in Manchester this season? Yeah, I think we have, yeah, yeah. I think we, uh, we certainly could have, you know, should have taken something to City. And uh, I think we probably played better at City than we did today. But... Um, yeah, when you when you when you equalise that late on in a game, then you're hoping, especially the way we've been defensively of late, that that we could have just hung on there a little bit. But uh, no, yeah, I mean it wasn't to be. Um, it's not been the luckiest of places, Manchester, the last couple of weeks. But uh, the performances have been decent, though. And um, you know, when you, you probably clutching the straws a little bit, you know, the performances certainly it has to be about the results in our situation at the moment. But um, you know, the performances have been. I've been decent enough. Fair enough, I thought we we probably bet, we played better when United scored the early goal, and obviously the couple of changes that we made, um, you know, we probably went for it a little bit more, and I thought we caused some problems. Possible to clear up John Joe Shelby not being in the squad. Today. Just purely selection, to be honest with you. Uh, he, he played he played last Monday. John Joe, for for his standards, was a little bit disappointed, and um, uh, so it it. it, it just pure choice to be honest with you. Do you expect him to be part of the... Oh, I hope so, yeah. I mean, we had a good, we had a good talk about it I mean, before this, before we came away. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I hope he sort of... Um, he, he trained this morning, to be fair. There was a group of players that stayed behind. He trained, uh, and obviously, you know, uh, we, we need John Joe. You know, it sounds even though we've left him out of the squad, but uh, we need every player. And John Joe has got terrific ability. We all know that. And uh, we need him. He's going to play a huge part, hopefully, in... What is going to be a big end of the season for us? Did you tell Lucas to go up at the end of the call, or what did he do up his own back when he almost? Well, we had a corner just beforehand, and uh, Lucas went up for it. And, but well, he, was, he wanted to go up for it, but I told him to sort of hang back. I wish I'd have told him to stay up there now. Um, but 
I, am, I haven't seen it on the, uh, uh, I haven't seen it back yet but uh, it looked inches close and uh, I think Lucas keeps that he keep, I think he's going back further as well he's, he reckons it's from the edge of the box that he headed the ball but uh, I'm not sure about that What do you think he had on Sigurdsson's position? What do I? What was your thinking beyond Sigurdsson's position sort of between number 10 and as a striker? Well, you know, we, we started off obviously with the diamond, uh, Gilfie's at the tip of that, and uh, the thing is with Gilfie, he's got the ability to create and score goals. And, um, uh, you know, and certainly in terms of set pieces as well, I mean, he's, he's very important to the way that we play. So, uh, delighted he's got the goal, he's obviously not scored as many goals this year as last. But, you know, you can see the qualities that he's got there, and, uh, you know, he will, you know, he. he in, in a team that needs to score goals, he will be very important to us. Alan, did you have a, a view on the, the penalty shot in the first half? Do your players seem to have a word with the referee about it? I, 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 I must say I haven't seen anything whatsoever. I mean, uh, just doing the, the other media rounds. But uh, it, it, there was certainly... I don't know if there's an intent there, to be honest with you. Um, so I asked the question at uh, the fourth official, and he just said it was not intentional. So I say, until I see it back then, you know, Nothing to say about it, really. And the, the, the booking for Rangel? Well, again, I haven't seen it, but somebody said there might have been a little touch. Mm. Um, I mean, Angel is not the type normally to go down in those situations. So um, uh, I, I sort of asked him at the time, and he, he sort of gave it a 50 He said he felt a bit of contact. But, uh, <coughs> but again, you know, uh, how much contact there was, I'm not sure. But uh, say Angel normally is, is sort of fairly good in these situations. Louis, you were asking for someone to do something, and uh, Martial certainly did it for you today. Yeah, not only Martial, I think uh, the whole team. But of course, Martial uh, has a, a great uh, contribution, the assist and the goal. So uh, that's fantastic. But also, uh, for example, Wayne Rooney. Because I'm, I'm all, always uh, demanding running first post. He was running first post and he created the gap for Marshall. And uh, he scores also a fantastic goal. This is left foot behind his uh, right foot. And then you cannot uh, imagine what a goal is that. So at the right moment, I think, Great contribution, but all the players has done the, the utmost best, and, and that's very important for a manager. You seem to, to play a lot better at the start of the second half with Ashley Young going, going more, more forward. Would you agree with that? No, because I think the first half was a better half than the second half, but the difference is uh, that we score the goals and then. Uh, Everybody is saying the second half is better. Yeah, of course. Uh, the second half is better because we score two fantastic goals. And uh, you win only when you score the goals. But as team, our performance in the first half was uh, better. And uh, we don't give any chance away in the first half. And we play with three defenders. Uh, risky sh shape, ris risky system. But we want to uh, give pressure uh, from the first minute, and we have done that. And we have created chances, but we don't score. 
but you have to score out of the chances. But in the second half, we created less chances, but we score. And then you say, yeah, the second half is better. And Ashley Young was not in the second half uh, playing more uh, higher up, because that, that was in the first half. And in the second half, when they changed the shape, because Swansea City uh, changed the shape, and we changed the shape also. And then he plays right fullback. And that is behind. You talk about um, what level of achievement this is for Wayne Rooney to go past uh, Dennis Law's record of um, 237 goals for United. Mm -hmm. He told me that. Yeah, uh, I can only uh, uh, confirm what, what you are asking. It, it's uh, amazing. And that on the age of 30 years, because you, you, you have to say that, of course, now we are playing uh, much more uh, matches, I think. But still, it is an achievement, uh, fantastic. But for me, it's more important that he scores now. And, uh, and he scored today. And uh, I hope that it is the, a fantastic starting point for the team, but also for him. What would what do you think, obviously, first win after eight games without a win? What do you think that will change about the team going ahead? Yeah, you, you cannot predict that. You cannot predict that. Only it shall raise the confidence and it shall lower the pressure because the players has a lot of pressure to do it in 90 minutes on a certain time against... Uh, an opponent, and uh, that's not so easy. And the opponent is is also uh, playing in a way that it uh, makes us uh, very difficult to score. Where you see how they play with uh, uh, ten uh, players behind uh, the middle line, yeah, then it's more difficult. And that's why I'm very happy that we scored the the two beautiful goals. But but uh, we have to score out of our first chances. Then it is more easy, and then. We are sitting on the bench in a more easy, relaxed way. And that is what I want as, as a manager, but also for the fans. Do you think, Louis, that the fact that they, came, that they conceded the equaliser and then came back showed something different about the character? Yeah, but we have done that uh, also uh, in the beginning of the season, I believe. So... That's for me not amazing. Amazing is that you can perform uh, the game plan like we have done in the first half and the second half in a risky style under this pressure. And, and uh, that uh, is a very positive uh, signal, I think. When you say risky, was that... Was that something that you told the players? This is this is a risky system. This is. This I is I communicate everything with the players. So uh, also against Chelsea last week, we played very uh, risky because because we want to press. The players want to press because our uh, because of our communication, you know much more and how they want to play. But it is a risk to play that. But we communicate, and everybody uh, has to do then uh, in the position their function, and that is not so easy because it is more difficult, and the space behind us is is bigger, and it is more easy for the opponent. And still, 
we are the dominating team against Chelsea, against uh, today against Falsy City, and yeah, that's why I am proud that they can do it under this pressure. We have showed it already this season um, uh, many many times, but now the situation is uh, different, and that's why I have uh, a good hope that that this is uh, a starting point for. Uh, for more. Have you, have you been impressed with Wayne Rooney's reaction and his performances since Stoke when you, when you left him out? <laughs> I have said to him, uh, it's your second match in a row that you are playing uh, very good and you score goals. So, uh, more or less I agree with you, but, but uh, it has nothing to do that I let him out, I think. It's also, uh, he has played uh, every game and uh, sometimes he needs also rest. So it's, it's uh, not always like that, but it is always, uh, you let players out also because uh, they were less effective or something like that. Yeah. Okay, last question. Injured or tactical? No, it's uh, injured. And Ashley, what's the situation with both those two? Yeah, Ashley Young has played uh, a lot of matches in a row, so he uh, he is stiff and, and had to be changed. So it was not voluntary. I, I changed him because I need to change. And Herrera, it was because I, I want uh, uh, to waste time, what Swansea City has done the whole match. <laughs> what's wrong with Yes, uh, more or less the same injury what he has before. It's post-match after Manchester United 2, Swansea City 1 at Old Trafford. Uh, first win since, when was when was the last win, Dubs? Um, Watford, I'm to believe. When was was that? So Watford was the last win, and yeah. when was the last win at Old Trafford? <sighs> now you're asking. West Brom. Uh, West Brom, when, fucking hell, when was that? A long time ago. That was ages back. Yeah. Um, September. I don't know what we're going to say, here, lads, because we've got sort of we've got ourselves into a finely tuned machine routine here of whinging and moaning about God knows what, and now we've uh, we've got a win to talk about. We don't know what's going to do. Um, I thought first half was pretty grim and was absolutely everything that we've seen in the last sort of five or six games. So I don't think there was any change there, but sort of uh, I think we're all taking any kind of win. The problem we've got is is that's against the Swansea side who are probably along with us and Villa two of the worst sides that have been in the league in the last sort of 10 or 12 games so we'll see what we all make out of it uh, Dubs thoughts? Yeah, similar to what you just said really first half thought was forgettable um, I think I read somewhere before as well we've not actually scored in a home game at Old Trafford in the first half now since September was the last time we scored at home in the first half um, so did yeah, you pull it on Twitter the other day? Someone else has used it up as well. Ah, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, well someone added to it. Um, but yeah, second half thought it was a bit better. Um, good to see, obviously, the two strikers get on, on the score sheet. Second goal as well of Rooney's was a belter. Um, but yeah, you just set the three points, don't you? You've got about building a bit of confidence, I think, now. I don't go on Twitter, so I'm going to use my own opinions. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, yeah. do, you do do online writing, we've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, very good, I'm led to believe. <laughs> <laughs> Clever laugh. Um, yeah, I mean that that first half it was slow. It was it was a bit turgid. But I mean, the referee didn't really help us in in some respects because he, he slowed the game down more than we actually found ourselves having the ability to by by not moving the Swansea players along when when they were time wasting. Um, 
Yeah, I've not really got much else to add. We missed we missed a we missed the first goal because um, I was pulling a pie out my box um, <laughs> on the Comic Con course. Euphemism. What you done? Sat on it. <laughs> No, no, some, some guy fought my box with a bin because it had a plastic bag around it. So uh, one of the fanzines had a, had, had a load of uh, chilli and uh, kidney all over it, which weren't so good. Um, yeah, I mean, in, improved second half. I thought, thought Young injected a bit of spark into our play, which, which is what we needed. I'm a bit confused as to what went on, really, because that many players seem to play that many different positions. Uh, I can't really remember much. Yeah, Damian was, had three positions in it. He was only on 45 minutes. So it shows how... You know, like we are in every position really you should have two players but there's, there's only us who can sign the Italian right back and then have him kept out of sight by Ashley Young <laughs> yeah he's d- doing really well though Ashley Young isn't he <laughs> creating all our, all our what's good about United at the moment him and Martial um, I think Martial's the only player really that really I'm really excited about as a United fan apart from him there's not, not really much to shout about I um, uh, thought Schweinsteiger was absolutely terrible again today after um, a bad performance against Chelsea um, I didn't get on his back earlier in the season but today I just think just absolutely pointless what, is, what you know what his role in, is in your hate in your scale of hatred in terms of hate in performances where does that rank um, probably City was my I thought the best performance of the season so <laughs> so um, yeah I think um, probably just below CSK Moscow that one uh, first half, yeah, dear me. I, I was going to use the word break, breakaway. We had a bit of a breakaway about halfway through the second half, and it just come to a, an abrupt end. It was like four players running forward and not knowing where to go. It was quite embarrassing. It was fucking shocking, to be fair. And I thought, what's going on? It was absolute shit, first half. Um, second half, yeah, it helped, obviously, scoring early on. Two good goals. Rooney, I think, should have scored first half down at K stand. Yeah, I believe yeah. so, yeah. Um, he played but, well again, though, I thought. Yeah, he did okay. He did okay. He effed and puffed, but let's be, let's be honest. Apart from Williams, they're a shit side, aren't they? The, the, the best, probably the best players came on for the last 10 minutes. That first half, I thought, was, was as bad as I think we've seen in terms of effort, and it was pretty gutting because coming after what you thought might have been a turn in the corner game against Stoke. And then the other thing, though, that's, that atmosphere in that ground in that first half was just as bad. There was a period where, I don't know who it was, one of their players was down, and you could just hear people chatting, whispering to each other about 15 rows away. It was that dull. Well, I don't think. I know, I know it's not really our duty to to make the players perform, you know. But I don't think we help ourselves sometimes. You seen against Chelsea the other day, the atmosphere was a bit more up for it because it's a big game, and and I think that they both had to have an effect on each other, don't they? You know, it's up to the crowd to get the players going and the players to get the crowd going sometimes. But um, yeah, when it's an atmosphere that that flat, but um, it it's always seems to be the case to me. The big games are. You know, you can get yourself up for the big games, but when you play against crap, everyone just turns up and expects to be. I saw my ass a bit in the first half. I thought it was a really bad performance, yeah, and yeah, it's the players—it's the players' job to, you know, at times to get the fans up for it, especially that in is, games against yeah. shit teams. And um, I, I was that angry. I even saw my ass with someone over some sauce <laughs> over the sauce stand at half time. <laughs> Take yeah. you too long. <laughs> there, was, there was a lad sat in front of us. He can't have been any more than four years old. He had the same coat on as his dad, and I reckon in that first half he learnt four. New 
four-letter words from Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely won't be in a rush to bring him back. Uh, but going back to that, I mean, you know, when we were winning week in, week out, it was always difficult to get yourself raised for Swansea. I'm just think I find it a bit perverse that we, we get excited about this, like, a, a three-pass move, and all of a sudden the crowd starts going, oh, as if, like, something spectacular has happened. It's, it's just got to such a stage now where nothing really gets you off your seat. Haven't they beat us four, four on the spin? I think they beat us yeah. two out of the last three at Old Trafford, haven't they? And they yeah. beat us. Yeah. I think four it was three and five, aren't they? Yeah, and it, the other stat man. G- Gary Monk did did Van Gaal three times in a row. It was, <laughs> and then they sacked him. Getting done three times by Gary Monk, and you're still in a job. How's that work? And what, he's not. And he's not. Yeah. What do you reckon happened at half time? Because that was they clearly came out, and it was quite good to see for once that they clearly came out. They looked like they'd had a bit of a scene to United. Yeah, and even saying that though, I mean, how many players performed in the second half? I thought the midfield were crap again. Um, just Martial decided to take the game by the scruff of the neck, didn't he? he was, I thought he was. I really, as a United fan, I think he's it's going to be so good eventually. I, I just it's the only thing that excites me about United at the moment. It'd just be a shame though that when he does become really good, he probably won't play, be playing yeah, for us anymore. He'll be at Madrid or Paris Saint Germain or something like that. Yeah, mid- midfielders non-existent <laughs> again. Smalling did okay. Young was definitely probably our man of the match. Overall, uh, Martial obviously kicked in the second half and we scored two goals. But again, a shit Swansea team move. Let's face it, we're going to go down, so it's nothing to get too excited about. Can I ask Am where you where do you stand on Snyder in these days? Because you were quite, quite brutal about him on podcasts early doors. He's clear, but he seems to be when he's in the side, we do seem to not lose, and when he's out of the side, we seem to get hammered. I think he's quite good in big games when he's on, when he's, he's you know he's instructed to defend the back four, and that's his job. But at home he gets the ball and there's 20 yards of space in front of him and he just doesn't take the ball into the space he just looks straight away for the pass either side I'd like to see him drive the ball a bit and you know draw draw players out because that's what United need like they just sat four defenders to so in front of him on the, the edge of their 18 yard box there's nothing United can do about it is that it. Van Gaal's doing more or is it, is it him I don't know if Van Gaal wasn't there would he be bursting, bursting the gut and driving forward and shooting watch it though when he gets the ball he's, sometimes he's actually 20 yards in front oh, yeah. of him and he yeah. won't take the ball into the space like Carrick or somebody else would. well Schweinsteiger doesn't even do it he annoys me with it as well but Take the ball forward and then and then pass well, it. Even Herrera's not been doing it. Herrera was doing it yeah. when he, early season, and even he was looking back tonight. Was you know? Looking but, he's, but he's playing further up, isn't he? <clears throat> yeah, but he's still going. If there was so many back passes. You know, De Gea must have touched the ball about twenty-five times yeah. first half. We, it was well, unbelievable. I'm glad you said that because I thought that against Chelsea there was a shitload of back passes. Yeah, like it's Liverpool in the eighties. It's ridiculous, and you're just waiting for one to fucking skip off. De Gea's tone to the back of the net yeah. <laughs> going, back to our, going back to our midfield I just think we've got now Herrera's run into a bit of a bad patch of form I think probably because he's not been played in the right position but it seems to me we've got three players in the centre there who are all really one pace they can only really kick with one foot yeah. and, they, and they all seem to be getting the ball stuck under not under the knees don't, knees. Don't get the ball out and, and switch it Matter does my fucking tree in. <laughs> left foot that's it and even where's then, all the love gone you were feeling you were all romantic no. you were all romantic before kick off he gave me a packet of love hearts <laughs> yeah but it's getting me that's worried me a little between me and you obviously <laughs> first one said marry me the last one said I love you I'm really <laughs> <laughs> no Matter just really frustrates me he really does he's been getting a bit of grief off pretty much everybody he, he in needs, this group on this podcast he needs a size 3 football as well he's, he's too small <laughs> speaking of small there was a few pint-sized people on the Swansea pitch. Did you notice that? 
There was about five Everyone's of them. Everyone's pretty much. Uh... But I thought I thought I was watching a Peter K video at one point. <laughs> well, I'm not the tallest anyway, so you're probably better off <laughs> asking Ant about this question. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to really want to comment on that. Uh, if we turn the corner and is the manager's position getting slightly less uh, precarious, um, or are we still where we were? I think for him to get away with what he's got away with, I don't think he's in that That's precarious a position. Man, Gary Monk. Yeah, I don't think he was in that precarious a position in the first place. I think he'll be there till the end of the season now, no matter what happens. Um, <coughs> whether or not the old Guardiola thing can, can come off, which I think might be their, their aim, I don't know. Um, but I don't know. It, what? Uh, in, what's he called? Guardiola? Yeah. Yeah. United? Yeah. Nah. Well, you never know, do you? City that, innit? You never know. Come. You never know. Um, but. I don't, what's the next run of fixtures we've got now? Sheffield United in the cup, haven't we? Yeah. You don't, you'd hope to beat them. Let's say one game at a time. Yeah. This is it. That Newcastle Liverpool <laughs> away week. That Newcastle Liverpool away week, honestly, is going to be pretty. Because here's the other thing, right? About where no matter what, we, we've still got to go. We've got to go to City away, we've got to go to Chelsea away. By the time we get there, you'd expect them to be back on form. We've got to go to Tottenham away. <laughs> you know, you've got to go to places like West Ham away, all our sort of traditionally tricky Super games. Away. Can anybody study it now? Honestly, think we'll get. One or more points against Newcastle and Liverpool away. Yeah, that's yeah. The thing. You, never, you just never ever know, do you? I, mean, I, I don't. I wouldn't even look at that as a fixture because it's as equally appealing as what it would be if we've got to play Bournemouth and Swansea. Because you can't say we, we do better against any sort of team. It don't matter who they play. We just we play better against. Them yeah, we seem to. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, that's that seems to have been a, a trend under Van Gaal, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. So with Newcastle, one of the better teams. No, I think a, a, a traditional traditional games that are quite tricky away from home against traditional rivals. Apart from obviously Arsenal, where it all went a bit pear shaped. I um, just don't think our style of play is going to change under Van Gaal. I don't think they'll get rid of him now. So I think we've just got to get used to this till the end of the season. But we've gone from, you know, being stood at the beginning of that run we were talking about, getting all, you know, giddy. Giddy. I don't like saying giddy because that's the Blues' job on the other side of the city. But um, yeah, we were all thinking, yeah, we're going to mount a title charge here. We're shit, but we're winning games now. We're shit, and we'll. We've won today, but then we're all talking about ifs and buts, and I, I think we're going to struggle to get in that, that top four. How far off that top four are we now? Did you say three points? A couple of points. Two, two points. Three points, but Tottenham have got a game in hand, I think. No, are you, no, it's a point, and I think Tottenham have got a game in hand. So We've got tomorrow. to finish above Spurs and Leicester, haven't we, to get in that top four? I think Leicester will fall away. Leicester, I mean, they you know. Drew today, didn't they? Yeah, Bournemouth. Well, so. And snackered all of our accumulators by the looks of it. And yeah. thoughts on the manager's position? Any change for you? Well, I think something went on me between Stoke and Chelsea. I think um, the players have come some some sort of agreement with him where I could tell by the way they came out, whereas they didn't look like they give a shit against Stoke, where against Chelsea they came out flying. Yeah. First half, I know it's poor today, but yeah. you can oh. sort of see them, you know, the, the tackling, the waving the crowd up, you know. I, I did do Van, think... Um, did Van Gaal come out second half? I didn't see him walk out. Might, they might have tied him up. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was funny. Matter G up the south stand, not the half stand. Yeah, I just changing. What time do you get in the ground nowadays with all these security it's checks? I'm 14 minutes gone. Yeah. You know what they need me to do today? Take my coat off, put a tag through the plastic plastic on my bag, and then made me put my coat back on. They didn't yeah. even search. Great, isn't it? Um, so you reckon the manager position is going to be pretty solid? Not going anywhere until. Yeah. I mean, if we lose away to Liverpool and Newcastle, then I think you'd have to review it again. I, I still reckon these one or two more. Ropey results away from it all being back on top of him again. I don't think the man in charge wants to sack him, does he? That's because no. it's his appointment. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, as we said on the other podcast of the week, 
the Glazers like Woodward, Woodward likes Van Gaal, Van Gaal likes gigs. It's all pretty cosy. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that's what's going to happen. It's going to almost be, it is going to go. It's going to be a replica of the Moist season where there's not going to be that many games left, and we'll just put gigs in charge again. Yeah. Um, the longer it rumbles on, the more likely it is that gigs will be our next manager. And what team is he going to park next Saturday against Sheffield United? Because he'll have one eye on Newcastle away, won't he? He's got to have. I'm of the view he's got to start thinking I'm going to try and win something at Silver, and he's got two realistic propositions for that, which is FA Cup, and he's got. Europa League anyone know why he brought that loan player back from you know about 25 or something yeah no because we're short of bodies up top apparently is that what it was it took him till now to finally realise it and he's brought some kid back Did he, he scored two in 25 at Preston so so are you sure it wasn't <laughs> Preston going we could, come, for fuck's sake can we get this lad back off us will you said, I love it when you just said you reckon something went on between the players and the manager and they've cut a deal I reckon that deal was look I will pay you wages if you do your fucking job <laughs> sounds pretty good yeah. to me uh, right lads we've won so uh, we'll take that we're, uh, we're off for a drink now aren't we yeah, yeah we're, we're going for our Christmas do um, so <laughs> Uh, cheers for listening we'll be back after what's the next game is it the Sheffield United game yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll be back after the thriller um, ahead of the replay at Bramall Lake <laughs> so John Aaron uh, and Stu uh, cheers